Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com. Is this thing on? You're listening to The Bounce Show. It's live. Well, not this bit, but it's live on clivecentral.com. Um, it's Cliff Central, Blades. <clears throat> Sorry, scrap that, delete it. Cliffcentral.com. That's the way I like it My garden's a secret compartment And that's the way I like it And that's the way I like it Your body's a dream that turns violent And that's the way I like it And that's the way I like it The winter is long in the city And that's the way I like it So Catching my disease is pretty much the most apt song I come up with. I am very much under the weather today, but there's no way I was going to leave you hanging. It's a Monday, so it's got to be the bounce show. So much football to get through. Wow, 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 wowzers. Whether you're neutral, whether you're passionate, whether you have your team tattooed onto a part of your body, this is the best time of the year because all the leagues have the most exciting things happening from teams getting relegated, teams getting crowned champions. It's all happening on the back of that. You always need to look forward. So... I have Wade Pretorius with me today. He is the editor of essaysoccermag.ca.za. He is my guest. And uh, I can always rely on Wade to be the absolute all-rounder, whether it be local PSL action all the way through to Champions League, La Liga, you name it. He knows all the stuff. He's going to ramble along with me for quite some time today, hopefully. I hope he does have quite a bit of time because there's so much to get through. I've got the usual headlines. There's a bit of rugby to touch on. There's some MMA slash ordinary fighting to touch on. So football is going to be the big theme. But you're still going to get a little bit else. Uh, if you are listening live, you can chat on the WeChat as usual. Cliff Central account, just send your message there. It'll get onto the screen. Or just tweet me at follow the bounce. But uh, I'm not in a good way today. So if I do miss your stuff, I'm just probably not going to be able to see the screen. I can barely see it in front of me. I'm drowsy to hell. Uh, I'm just trying to quarantine myself slightly. So if I touch like one or two knobs in the show, it's probably too many already. Anyways. Today is the big football football show, so I'm going to intro it the only way I can with this. Sleepy Jack. Oh shit, no, that's got to stop. Sorry, I'm still catching my disease. Tomorrow night on Sky Sports 4, it's the clash of the South Coast as the irresistible force of Portsmouth meet the immovable object of Southampton in a clash that's going to go down in history as one of the many football matches that are happening this weekend. <laughs> Meanwhile, there are old scores to be settled at the Dell. Scores like 1-0 and 2-all that have happened in previous years. Who will win this time between Sunderland and Blackburn? Then on Sunday, live, the battle for the Northwest at Shrewsbury meet Mackle. Field in a match already being described as on this Sunday. Coming up midweek, the Giants of Charlton play host to the Titans of Ipswich, making them both seem normal-sized. Tottenham play Bolton for the second time this season to see who will win that. 
Also, Manchester United returned to Aston Villa for a game of football to determine the victors, for this year at least, and indeed at most. Looking ahead to March, every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. If you can catch all of that football here, where we'll be showing all the football all the time. Catch all of the constantly happening football here. It's all here and it's all football always. It's impossible to keep track of all the football, but your best chance is here. Thousands and thousands of hours of football, each more climactic than the last. Constant, dizzying, 24-hour, year-long, endless football. Every kick of it massively mattering to someone, presumably. Watch it all, all here, all the time, forever. It will never stop. The football is officially going on forever. It will never be finally decided who has won the football. There is still everything to play for and forever to play it in. So that's the football. Coming up, watch it, watch the football, watch it, watch it, it's going to move, watch the football, it's football! That's uh, Mitchell and Webb, these British comedians, they also do a really great uh, cricket uh, skit, I'll play it some other time for you. So yeah, football, 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 but let's get into a couple of the other things before we get into all the football. Wade will be joining us in about 15 minutes, so uh, yeah, a quick look at the rugby. Big result for the Sharks over the weekend. They beat the Hurricanes. Now, we didn't expect that one happening at the beginning of the weekend. But that Sharks team's got a bit more to it than we may have given them credit for. They might not be the most exciting, but there's definitely a lot of heart. There's a lot of bravery in there. And there's still some quality players. And Lambie is now back. So, the sort of Springbok uh, fly of conundrum. It's less conundrumous. I know that's not a word, but hey, give me the break. So, that's a good thing. Um, other South African teams didn't fare so well. Lions and Stormers both had buys, but the Bulls took a hiney against the Brumbies. Cheetahs took a clut from the Waratahs, and predictably the Kings went down to whoever they were playing, uh, the Blues. Another big result from the weekend on Super Rugby was the Chiefs. They went down to the Highlanders. Excuse me. 13-26, and the Highlanders as well. But at the bogey side for the Chiefs, that's five successive wins for them now, uh, home and away. It's all around. So... Big, big return there for the amazing wing, uh, Naholo. He scored two tries, almost a hat-trick, actually. And he literally played a club game prior to that where he played like eight minutes, got two tries, came back out again. And that is an extreme talent, that is. So the Highlanders still not gone. They're very much in this still to go. And you look how strong that, Austra- that Australasian league is because they've got New Zealand teams at the top. Crusaders are now at the top after they beat the Reds 38-5. So you got them, you got the Chiefs, you got the Highlanders. Exciting times. The Hurricanes, okay, they lost last week, but still, they've had a good run. Such quality there, such quality in New Zealand. And of course, that will then dribble into the All Black team, which will be as strong as ever, 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 ever. In tennis news, uh, we're getting a little bit closer to the uh, French Open. So Djokovic and Murray were in the final of the Madrid Open. So there's all kinds of really cool tournaments right now being played in very exotic summer places in Europe. And Andy Murray, well, he's always, you know, so hopeful he can maybe beat Djokovic from time to time. Not to be, though. Two sets to one, Djokovic wins that one, the Madrid Open. And I would definitely say he is favorite for this whole uh, French Open. Nadal hasn't got the staying power he used to. And as much as he did really well in Monte Carlo recently and in Barcelona... I can't see him doing this one as well. So Djokovic, I think he's timing his run just right. He'll be right and primed and ready and should be the top seed there. But before we get into all the football, 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 story that I find most interesting at the moment is this Mayweather versus Conor McGregor potential fight. Now, we all know the history between these two. They should talk each other forever and ever. Mayweather has retired. He's old. He's 39 and he's a boxer. McGregor is flirting with retirement. He's teasing his fans saying, I've had a great time. Thanks for all the memories, blah, blah, blah. 
but he hasn't retired yet. He's still in it, but he's made so much cash. So his motivation has obviously changed. He just got beaten. He went up weight division. So the guy's willing to try different things. No doubt about that. He's not going to sit back on his, on his victories and then just claim to be a champion. He's willing to go and, you know, fight the good fight in other ways. So if these two come together, it'll be the first proper cross code fight. I know. MMA is mixed martial arts, so you do get guys who essentially wear boxes or kickboxes, all that kind of stuff. It all combines into this. But we never had a straight-out world champion, flat-out boxer, specialist boxer. Like, it'd be quite interesting to see, like, the Klitschko's of the world and people like that going into MMA at some stage. But it's probably not going to happen because the guys have so much to lose. You know, the moment these these fighters get onto the floor, they're at a huge disadvantage. McGregor, he knows how to grapple. He trains with that kind of stuff. He's always wrestling guys in Iceland. So... Mayweather, I think he'll have a lot to lose by going into this one, this one. But he says the fight will go ahead if he can get guaranteed $100 million. Yeah. Look, I want to see it. I think we all do want to see it. And if it somehow can go ahead and someone can promote this and make this what it is, I can't see a bigger thing happening this year. I mean, I know it's the Olympics. I know it's Euro 2016. All that kind of stuff. But if you can get these two and the hype that they bring, because... You, you do have bigger sporting spectacles, right? I mean, the Champions League final, if you look at just sheer numbers, is a bigger sporting spectacle. But there are two of the biggest hype men in sport. You've got Floyd May- Money Mayweather, who is just one big marketing hype machine. Then you've got Conor McGregor, who is, in his own words, the, the greatest fighter ever in his discipline. And what he's done for UFC in the last sort of two years. This would be the dream sporting thing, and I would definitely watch it. I think everybody would love to see this. And it'd be really cool to see more and more people get involved in MMA like this. It is a, a place where you can essentially go and blux from anyone, however you like. So it'd be really cool if we saw more of this. You know, like retired NFL players or rookie players getting involved. That'd be awesome. So that's pretty much all you need to know about from the outside of the world uh, into football, football, football. You know, I, like I want to say, football's probably like my third or fourth sport as, as far as favorites go but I can't help get totally involved at the moment. It is all-consuming, and uh, we've got to start with the Arsenal fans, right? Well, you have to, because not only are they the best covered fans, but these guys, you get some really great essential fan insights coming out of here. And although it might sound unique to Arsenal, it's kind of unique to a lot of teams. Now, these guys are about to play you here. Kind of sum up the mentality of Arsenal, which this is why Arsenal Vega needs to get out. They got a good result, technically speaking, draw 2-2 draw away to Man City but in the context of the season nothing short of a win had to happen here so let's just hear what these guys have got to say about that so fan TV guys you were giving me a bit of stick there where I was just saying that you know I know we finished you're deflecting I know we finished um we well we've we haven't done what we wanted to do this season but I'm looking at these lot behind we us we who do. spent That's millions cool. and they've got they about them lot behind us hmm. it doesn't matter about them lot behind us it matters about Arsenal Football Club They've seen that they've taken a step back, City, and they've got Pep Guardiola in. Their owners are going to go and spend so much money next season. It's scary how good they will be. No Spurs will spend. United will spend. Arsenal won't. Yeah. No if any, if I saw Arsenal fans clapping a 2-2 draw today. If any Arsenal fan is happy with that defensive display, then, I'm sorry, go and support Leighton Orient. It's not good enough. Even with Mertesacker in, it would have been even worse. That defensive performance was not good enough. Mm. Move, moving forward, what, what, what do you want to see happen? Wenger out. Wenger. Hmm? He has to leave, man. If Wenger stays, leader, new ideas. If Wenger stays, he has to he has to get players in. Everyone talks about striker and Drude. Yes, Drude is not good enough. 
you cannot have that goal record and be a striker who's going to win the championship. You know, but you, you need to start from the back by defenders. Koscielny is not good enough either. Fucking Jermaine Defoe, he plays for Sunderland. He plays for Sunderland, for goodness sake, man. And people are happy with this. I don't it's, think people are happy with it. No, I don't people think, are, I mean, man. We're supporting him. We're supporting Wenger. You can't do that. Well, what would you, would you sack him? Um, I'd get a replacement in. Yes, definitely. And the guy's done wonders. No one, no one can deflect from the fact that he has done miracles for Arsenal. If he was in charge, you'd call him into your office and say, Arsen. I'd say, you know, thank you very much for what you've done. You've done brilliant things. You've, you know, apparently built a stadium with your own hands, which is absolute rubbish anyway. But um, you've done all you can. Get someone in with a bit of pa I mean, I see those players. They don't play for this. If, Sanchez, if, if, if Spurs go to Sanchez and say, here's 200 grand a week, come and play for us, he'll run in a shot. He'll go and you don't get those players anymore who had the passion anymore. You don't get it. Well, and, that's you, and you that's finally? The, that's the same. Same. Wenger needs to go. He's had his time. Did you sack him? I'd sack him straight away. Oh. I'd sack him straight away. He, he's no, had his time. He changed, he changed the football. He changed the club. But in the last 10 years, bar the last two cup finals, we've seen no progression. We haven't seen any progression. We're happy with fourth place. And the owners have come out clearly and said, we didn't get involved with Arsenal to win trophies. We're here as a business. Do you blame He's, he's an economist. He makes money. They're making so much money. He makes the club plenty of money. Man, I wouldn't sell but the Arsenal. fans, we're not here for money, right? We don't get paid out of that. We want to see competitions won. We want to see trophies. We want to be challenging for the ch uh, championship, for the premiership, and obviously for the Champions League. I want to see 2-2 two -two with 10 minutes to go. I want to see that team going for the win, not sitting back and waiting for a blooming draw for third yeah. spot. Are you serious? Listen, get over right now onto the Ball Street channel and subscribe for a chance. Oh, hang on a second. So what the guys are saying is actually pretty interesting how, you know, they always go back to what Austin Vegas like bankers are. He makes the team money, all that kind of stuff. That's what the fans are getting. And all the other guys are going to get better and better and Arsenal's going to plateau. The thing is, it's been a narrative that's going through the whole season. And uh, you get these fair weather supporters who are up and down. They go, oh, yeah, you know, not a bad result. But you've got to play with heart. You've got to play with a lot of intent. But the biggest... Revelation from the weekend is that Claude, the number one Arsenal fan, fan, might be calling it a day. Now, this is an emotional clip, and bear with me if it gets very repetitive, but Claude might have got to the end of his tether with his beloved Arsenal. Arsenal fan TV here with Ty and Claude. First of all, that was a, that was a good performance. I thought Giroud today, Giroud, Giroud has been getting a lot of stick. Robbie, Robbie, he played all right today. First of all, Robbie, I'm just coming out, I'm fucking fuming. I mean, we have banter, we have opinions, but when we start fucking fighting with each other, it's not fucking on. No, it's not. Right? Mm. We all have opinions. Okay, so we all have banter. Basically, people are giving Claude the bird. They're all ragging him. Awesome, a stare. What do you know? And, and we start fighting each other. It's, that's going over too much now. And what was the fighting over? As far as I'm concerned. What was the fighting over? Eh? What was that over? Over the banners. The, the boys want to put their banners. Let them put them. But they've got their opinion. What, what, but... At the end of the day, we shouldn't be fighting each other, Rob. Mm. We shouldn't be fighting each other. And do you, do you I, reckon I, I'm, I'm fucked. Uh, to, to be honest with you, to be with you, to be honest with you, Rob, I've had enough. This is my last game, mate. I've had enough. I've just come out here. I've just come here. I've been threatened. Well, I've been threatened. I've been threatened here. I don't need it. I don't fucking need it, right? As far as I'm concerned, I'm going to have a big thing. I'm, I think I've had enough, mate. I don't want... 
I love the club. I love the club. I love the club. I love the club. He's just being, he's being heckled so much that he can't even finish the sentence. He's like an old broken record. And his old nemesis, Ty, the guy with the headphones next to him, they are now actually, the world has now gone full circle in Arsenal fan TV world. These two are now friends. Everybody does have their opinions. I can't ignore our fans fighting each other for, for no reason. There's no reason for it. And it's no re- If it's coming to that, none of us condone that. It's my, I'm afraid, Bobby, this is my last season. I can't have it anymore, mate. I can't have it, mate. I can't have it. Have it. It's, it's people getting out of control. And to be fair, we don't do it a lot, do we? We've been really good friends, so people just getting out of control and letting their emotions run away with them. We don't. We, we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't, we don't condone it, but you know, it's it's silliness. It's silliness. It's silliness. You're the one showing Rose respect now. They're all actually now fighting with some other guys. They're all throwing in his face. You know, asking to stay. And he's like, piss off. Respect me. This is, this is very touching times. Also, the season we've had to see Claude at the end of his tether now. This is very touching. Um, that's a good point today. It's a fantastic point. I mean, we went behind very, very early. Brilliant goal from Aguero, but we battled. We could have won it in the end, but we've got a very good result. I'm very, very happy. Listen, Tottenham lost. We're two points behind it. Dare I say it? Maybe a prediction. I'm stealing off some. I'm stealing off someone. So, if it happens. He's got the mo- he's got the right to the money. Apparently, Townsend to score the winner for Newcastle. Newcastle stay up, and we get we get second. So you know, it's <laughs> very listen, very interesting. Listen, just finally going on to next season, right? Because wherever banners, placards, whatever, the manager, it looks like he will be staying. What does he have to do next season so that you know, you know, we can win the league or we can challenge for the league next season? It's a fantastic banner. Sorry, there's a fantastic banner that he said, and he said. Keep faith in Wenger, but he's got to spend money. And I, think, and, and, and I think, and I think, I think he knows that. He's saying Michael, Michael, right? Hopefully, we got to spend, we got to spend money. That's what I think. To be honest, 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 he's got a right. He's got a right to show that as well. He's got a right. Everyone's got a right to show their opinion. But when you start punching each other, it's not wrong. It's wrong. We support fucking Arsenal here. Yeah? We support Arsenal. And I got friend here coming out of here. I got friend, right? But as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, Robbie, enough's enough. Listen. Well, now if that's the end of Claude, then where where's Arsenal TV going to go? They can only have so many other rants. Claude will keep this whole thing together. It'll be an absolute loss to see that after this damning season where they've won nothing again, that will then lose Arsenal fan TV's biggest biggest star. Yeah, oh, touching moment, but uh, you got to find content elsewhere, I suppose. Look, it wasn't a terrible weekend for Arsenal. It was a good weekend for Leicester because they finally got to lift the trophy, which was very much theirs, and they did so bloody well through that season. And to do it at home, and they thrashed Everton 3-1. Jamie Vardy came back from his suspension, two goals, missed a third from a penalty spot, but it didn't really matter. 3-1, and what an amazing result it is. Next week, we're going to have a nice interview with the guys from Conquer Sport. They've written a really great article how Leicester winning this to- this this league this year has changed the whole money game because up until now, you can only win these things if you've been spending millions and millions and millions, right? But Leicester kind of just blew that whole thing out of the water. They got together a good squad. And Ranieri even says now, even though after winning this, he doesn't want to get big names in the team. He wants to build on what he's got. He wants to consolidate and just take take it forward from there. So is this going to change how people are now going to get paid? You know, Will we see the exorbitant fees being paid that there have been? Because everyone up until now has always had the same tried and tested theory. Like, you look at like how much money Wayne Rooney gets, how much money they had to pay for Martial. All these fees, it's just completely insane. 
Whereas Liverpool, sorry, Leicester, with a team that got a guy like Mares for £420,000. It'd be very interesting to see how that changes. So next we'll get a lot more insights into that. Just look at other results in the weekend before we join with, up with Wade. Uh, Norwich, they're pretty much going to go down now. Uh, Man United winning that one. Uh, there was also a very good result for Swansea. Uh, they are safe though. West Ham, well, it dented their title as well, their, um, European aspirations big time. So that's all done now. Aston Villa drawing with Newcastle. That is a huge setback for Newcastle because Sunderland beat Chelsea 3-2. So when you get into that, it, pretty more depth of weight. Uh, there's no point going through these now, but just look at the Confederations Cup quickly. Sundowns, they were 1-0 down with 10 minutes to go versus Madima. And uh, they won 3-1. That was an incredible result there. They got three goals in seven minutes. So a title, PSL champions there. And uh, still alive in the Confederations Cup. It's a healthy lead to take into that second leg. If they can just get an away goal there, well, they're pretty much done and dusted. They'll progress. Duncan, um, we've got Wade in the line. Duncan, are we able to call Wade? Can you call Wade? Okay. So we'll be right back after this, and we'll get Wade in the line. And he'll tell us all about all the football ramblings with some great insights and in-depth. And he won't sound fluey like me. Business leaders around the globe are committing to building a better world for everyone. CliffCentral.com is joining forces with the Sympathy Sleepout, taking a stand for the plight of the homeless. We invite you to participate with us in the Sympathy Sleepout on the 28th of July, 2016. Join the ranks of leaders of change by using your influence for what truly matters. Sign up now. For the Sympathy Sleepout on www.theceosleepoutza.co.za. That's theceosleepoutza.co.za. Like crap. What do you want me to say? It was rubbish. Fenger's jumping around cheering on the touchline because he's practically secured his fourth place. I don't want that. What kind of mentality did they come out with? Did they not look at the... Oh, oh, wait a minute. That's all they've got to play for at the moment, isn't it? So, yeah, but Robbie... What? Not, come here to lose? Not, did they not see the Tottenham These score? guys are bitter, hey? Wade, you with us? Yes, Sam. Cool, man. Let me just turn you up there a little bit. So, uh, interesting weekend of English football, as it always is. There's sort of stories and sub-stories and sub-stories. Uh, as a Man United fan, how, are you feeling quite bullish now there's a chance to finish fourth? Uh, definitely, um... I didn't see this happening after our season, but uh, we're in with a real chance now. Uh, it's just a, a major obstacle to get through West Ham um, away on Tuesday night at their last game at the bowling ground. Yeah, so West Ham had a bit of a setup setback this last weekend, but still, they've been pretty decent the whole year through. And then you've got Bournemouth at home as a Man United fan. So you've got to think, those aren't the most difficult games. And... Um, well, Man City's got Swansea away. So if Man City can just get three points there, still, there's an opportunity for six here. And then fourth place. So you got to first look at it from Man City's perspective, right? Like, I know when Pellegrini said goodbye yesterday, there was like half the stadium sort of uh, stayed. No one really kind of gave him the time of day. It seemed almost, would you say, a bit unfair? I mean, has the guy been a bit of a flop or has he been decent? No, I, I think he was set up for failure. Um, what other... When does it really happen that a manager gets announced that he's, you know, he's leaving and uh, and his replacement, a huge high profile name like Pep Guardiola, happens so far in advance? I mean, yeah. their season's kind of been derailed since then, uh, and I think they they're going to maybe pay the huge price of no Champions League football. As a United fan, I'm I'm loving it because uh, because uh, City then uh, drop out and they get Pep Guardiola and the Hartman to attract players with no Champions League football. I think it's a that's a fantastic uh, story. Very but I do feel sorry for. Pardon? That's very malicious of you. 
No, well, I mean, it's English football. You've got to be malicious. I mean, I've got loads of Newcastle f- uh, friends um, in, and in the office. And, uh, you know, if they go down, it's going to be quite a story. But, yeah, I mean, I don't feel too bad. This is football. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So that, look, you got to think of Man City. They were just they were hot and cold the whole season. So it's almost fair they are where they are. But Man United, like again, just without trying to be trying to be a little bit more impartial than usual. Do you think that they're on the right track though? I mean, is it again like is it going to get into Europe and then they're going to just falter early on and go into Europa, or do you reckon this could be the turning point now? No, I, I think they're very far with the turning point. Maybe they the turning they turn like the QE2 turn because. Uh, <laughs> Van Gaal is not the man for the job. Uh, any anybody, you don't have to be a United fan to see that. I mean, they were dreadful against Norwich, who are all but down now after that uh, one 0 loss. Um, but that that performance uh, signifies it. Uh, Van Gaal spent a load of money, and there's still huge problems, especially uh, at the back of Marcus Royal and um, and guys like that. And Bailey Blind uh, is probably not a long term guy that's going to win you titles with his defending. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. This when when play when sorry managers spend a lot of money, it can go bad in two ways. Firstly, they can't get a tune out of them, then they get sacked. Secondly, the new manager comes in and he has a whole bunch of players he doesn't want to work with, but so much money has been spent, you've got to stick it out with the players. Now, like the rumors keep circulating, momentum still keeps getting gained that Mourinho is basically going to be the next guy. Are we getting close to this? Do you have any sort of confirmation that it's anything more than the rumor? No, at the moment, I mean, it's actually gone a bit quiet. I think uh, Ed Woodward, who doesn't know much about football, knows a lot about business, is is keeping his cards close to his, check, uh, to his chest and he's waiting to see if United uh, finish fourth and, and win the FA Cup. If they do that, um, they might not sack Van Gaal after all and, and give him his final year and then go with the gamble of gigs. So a lot depends on these last uh, three games of the season for United. Um yeah, Mourinho would be the smart choice. He wins things. He does destabilize the club, and he only generally stays around for three years. But he is the type of manager that will get Man United back on track. And if they are in the Champions League and he is appointed, they've got a chance of, of making it to at least the quarterfinals. Okay, well, from something, again, like Man United, I, I appreciate what they've done, and they're fantastic for English football and the world game, all that kind of stuff. But I think it's time that Arsenal really pulled something out of the hat here and try to get Mourinho out of the nose of, of Man United. He, he'd be so perfect for that team right now because Arsenal need a massive shake-up. Man United need to consolidate. That they just need, they, they've gone through that era where they've lost everything and they're rebuilding. Uh, sorry, Arsenal need to just have a complete turnaround. And uh, Wenger for another year, I think, is going to be an absolute disaster. Would you agree with that, though? Yeah, I've actually written I've written a column uh, you know, about Wenger. He needs to go. Um, he, it's, not, it's not good enough. To, to not win titles and uh, just you know play in the Champions League, it's good for the for the books, but the fans want trophies. The fans want to win the Premier League. This year was the perfect time for them to win it, and they they just you know sort of fumbled and stumbled down the home stretch. Um, they don't they don't challenge in Europe. They can't beat the likes of of Barcelona and Bayern and, and those big teams. Benga should go. Uh, Mourinho would be quite good there because he's got a good base and he's got good star players, Mesut Ozil and, and the likes to to do to do things. A little bit of money uh, buying a new striker, um, maybe a centre back, and then they, they are smiling. Um, it would be very interesting if he went to Arsenal because uh, Peter Cech's the current goalkeeper, so I don't know how relations would be there. 
But yeah, um, you say you say Mourinho, I said Diego Simeone. Um, he, I don't know. You probably would have to. I don't know how you get him away from Atletico, but I think he'd be the absolute man for for that Arsenal job. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, that Simeone. Look, it's a lovely idea, but I think he's a bit. I mean, that looks rough as a goat's knee. I mean, he really is. I don't think Arsenal will ever take a guy like that guy. And uh, yeah, he he seems like he's got a good fit in Atletico because they're a team that don't have the star quality that Barcelona have. They haven't got the sort of uh, romantic um, allure like Real Madrid have. So you'd have to have a guy like Simeone. But we'll get into the Liga in just a sec. So just to clarify that whole Arsenal thing, that like money throwing money at this isn't going to work because if if Arsene Wenger has slightly better players, it's still going to be the same old crap, won't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't understand like why they they need to they need to cut their losses with them. And I know it's difficult. He's been there forever, but it's the same old Arsenal every single season. They have moments where they play the most beautiful football, probably the best in the out of any club side in the world. But they they don't have steel. They don't. They one or two injuries. They fall apart every single season. I mean, it must be the worst thing in the world to be an Arsenal fan. Well, it's like it's like being a Stormers fan, essentially. It's very much the same thing. You're onto your fourth yeah. choice, fourth choice flower for a month, and then eventually you go, well, it could have been our season. But let's look at Leicester. Now, the thing about Leicester is everyone says, well, they're going to lose players. There's no ways they're going to even make the top 10 next year. Blah, 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 blah. But do you not think that, okay, these folks are owned by a Thai company, right? So they've got some Far East money there. They seem to have a decent support base that's building. And I think they've got the right sort of mentality as far as how they're going to go on this. Would it be would it be rough to say that that counts for nothing and they're just going to straight like they're going to fall out of Europe and they're not going to defend here? No, I I, I don't think they're going to fall apart next year. I do think that they will have a few players that leave, um, but a lot of the a lot of the players that have gotten that far will stay because they've got Champions League football. They they're not going to get that at a at a whole bunch of other clubs. Well, like Man City, um, yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, you know, Riyad Mahrez is probably a great, he'll be a great signing. I, I mean, a Bayern, he's a Bayern type of player. He could go to Real Madrid. You know, he's, he's that kind of flashy player. They always want big name signings. He might go. Uh, Jamie Vardy's old and probably overpriced um, in terms of value for money because he's already, like, approaching 30. So, you know, they, they're they going to keep a call. The call. They've got Ranieri. He's a great manager. He's yeah. proven himself. Um, yeah, I don't. I see them... Challenging for the top four at very least next season. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there's something quite positive here, and like these guys know that they're doing something different, and they're the only ones who have the sort of secret to it. The other teams are going to think, "Well, can we learn from them?" And they're going to be in, in two minds. These guys just keep doing what they're doing. They're having an absolute blast, and it's a very good point that they're not just suddenly going to lose Vardy because he is people like he's only been around for like a year, or so in, in like the mainstream media, but he has been yeah. around for quite a long time. He's a real journeyman in that respect. And uh, yeah, you wouldn't think that Mares is a big enough name for Real Madrid to get just yet. These guys, they, they definitely like to buy on on profile. So yeah, exactly. I reckon this is going to be such an exciting race for for the title next year because then you look at Liverpool, right? They're in this Europa League final, which is still a big deal, especially when you when you get to the stage. And, you know, you look at Seville; they've won that two years in a row now. It it means a lot because you win this, just look at the Champions League against a big title. So now you get Liverpool turn the corner, Pep Guardiola, Man City. Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea have to come back. There's no two ways about that. They're Leicester. So it's now fairly fair to say that the big four is now over league wise. Yeah, I think I think next season is gonna be a ripper because this season there were the big teams failed to arrive. Um 
if you look at Chelsea and and City, I mean, City should have walked this this league this season with the players that they, that they've got, yeah, uh, and they failed to do that. So next season is going to be is going to be amazing because hopefully the players, every team plays to their top level, you know, the, the similar level that Leicester were doing week in and week out this season, and it's it's going to be it's going to be better than. Um, this season that we've just watched. I know the, the romance and the fairy tale of Leicester is fantastic. And I mean, I got on board and, uh, and, and really enjoyed it. But next season with the top teams playing well, you know, you're going to have a, you're going to, you're going to have a great team finishing in six or seven. It's going to be fantastic. Sure. How many, uh, Leicester avatars have you spotted on Twitter so far this morning? Oh, no, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, so, or, but I mean, I suppose that's, that's the nature of the Premier League and, and the plastic fan generation. <laughs> Okay, other side of the spectrum, Aston Villa completely lost the plot this year. No, nothing but bad news there. I think, what, they had five wins the whole season or three? It was terrible. Norwich looked to be yeah. going down as well. Now we look like uh, with Sunderland's win over Chelsea, now it looks like Newcastle are back where they were a few weeks ago, just useless. Is there any chance, you reckon, that Benitez can get something? Like they've got to play, what, they've got Spurs at home. That's their last match. Anything yeah. going to come out of that? Well, well, it's interesting because if Spurs lose that game and Arsenal win, then Arsenal can finish about third. So, um, you know, I, I think Spurs will be up for it. I don't see Newcastle, not the way they're playing now. They missed a million chances against a dreadful Villa side to, yeah. you know, they needed to win that game. And Sunderland, Sunderland play Everton and Everton, I mean, Roberto Martinez, uh, I don't know, he's, I hope he's on, uh, Career twenty four, whatever, looking for a new job because he's, oh, he's going to get he's going to get sacked imminently. He's lost the dressing room, it appears, and um, and Everton. I mean, they were shambolic against Leicester. They didn't arrive after a team that's been partying all week, you know, drinking Jamie Vardy, drinking coolers all week, and turns up and he could have scored five. Yeah, easily. I mean, that penalty, which is sitter, really, is a rush of blood to the head. Yeah, yeah, so it'd be a big shame because you look at Newcastle, you look at Aston Villa, those are two sort of really big sides that have been in the Premiership for quite some time. But then if you look at the new guys coming through, is it, a, is it an exciting prospect for you? Do you reckon that, um, well, so far it's bought Burnley and Middlesbrough. Do you reckon they've got the staying power to stay for more than a season? Yeah, well, I think they're going to be probably more competitive than, than what Villa and and. Norwich and uh, Newcastle have done at times this season. So, yeah, I think they, they might surprise. I mean, look at how, look at how Bournemouth have come up, Watford come up. I mean, they've done, they've done, they've been exceptional this season. They've, they've really won quite a few games when they shouldn't have, and they've got good results the whole season, and, and they're staying up. So, it's possible. And the new TD rights deal, there's going to be loads of money. You know, strengthening squads is going to be much easier. Um, it's going to be very competitive uh, from 1 to 20 next season. Cool. Well, let's get on to. Um, I'll, I'll leave the the continental stuff to last. Uh, getting on to just locally, um, Sundowns eventually did get the title they very much deserved, and they're now going from strength to strength in the con, uh, the you know, Confederations Cup. But that um, the whole relegation thing in the PSL I find fascinating, and that is is very different to what the English is. And as far as there's got one one team's going to go down, so it's either Maritzburg yeah. or it's Tux. Um, yeah. It's a flip a coin, really. I think Texas has a harder run in towards the end of the season, but then you've got an exciting scenario where there's a three-team playoff. Now, I heard that there's so much at stake here that the referees are made or announced secretly. They've got to meet in different locations, and only on the actual day do people find out who these guys are. Does that kind of stuff happen? Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe one for me to investigate. But I, I know the, the matches were—it's an absolute fortune because. 
Um, you, every PSL team gets money every month from the from the PSL. I think it's about one and a half million million rand. Yeah. So staying in the PSL is is worth an absolute fortune to to these clubs. But it's interesting to note that the PSL side that finishes 15th hardly ever wins that um, relega- uh, that uh, relegation playoff. Um, you know they've been battered all season. There's a team that that really wants it and has been winning in the NFB. Yeah. And more, it's it's really competitive out there in the NFB. Um, yeah, so it's very interesting. So we'll see. It's gonna it's gonna be a ripper. Um, it's it's interesting to to note that like I mean Maritzburg could go down or or Tux. I mean they're both fairly decent sides. You know, they just had a had a shocking season. Sure. Yeah, because so Barocco basically comes straight up and they're still very much alive in that Nedbank Cup. Yeah. Which is quite exciting for them. So yeah, it's, it's always a shame to see these guys go down because when you go down in the Premier League in England, okay, it's a lot of money, but that first division is still pretty good. You go down to the ones here locally, suddenly, you know, you're playing in front of a few hundred people at like the best of times. The, I mean, the money must be absolutely terrible in comparison. So I think there'll be some very interesting fixtures ahead, like last chance saloons all around. So getting on to, uh, La Liga. Now that's, was hugely exciting now that Atletico had lost to uh, Levante. I mean, that's slightly, yeah. slightly anticlimactic there. Levante, the yeah. Aston Villa of the of La Liga. But do you reckon now this is going to help or hinder Atletico going into the final of Champions League? I think uh, I think it'll help them. I mean, they they don't have this distraction. Uh, it's like almost like a, they can take a week off, you know, mentally, which which will be a big boost. Uh, Simeone will, as you say, I mean, he's a hell of a character. He's going to. He's going to really make sure he's like, fired up for, for the Champions League final. So they don't have that pressure, that last day pressure of, of knowing that if they won and Barca slipped up. Um, and, and let's be honest, Barca are probably not going to slip up anyway. So, yeah. you know, it was always Barca to win because in Spain they do that, that head-to-head record and not goal difference to separate one and two. So even if Atletico had won, they were, they were still probably not going to win the, win the Liga. Okay. So, yeah, going to that final, I know you're pretty sure that Real Madrid's going to do this. Uh, but you look at, like, finals football, the slightly less flashy team, but the more solid defensively. I reckon Atletico are an absolute shoe in here if you look at their, their goals conceded record. And the fact that they're a hell of a lot harder and more sort of, I think, accomplished as far as having the, the 2014 failure. You totally disagree with me on this? You reckon Real class all the way? Yeah, you you on that side of the fence, and I'm on the other side. Uh, I I think um, you know Simeone's done great. He's sold a hell of a lot of players, but he's also brought through a whole new crop of of really talented players. And as you said, they they really stood up well at the back. But um, Real Madrid, I mean, they just love the Champions League. Um, it's a one one off game. Their season has been um, turned around since Zidane's been appointed. Uh, Ronaldo's fit. Bale's in good form. Benzema scored on the weekend. Um, their midfield base is good. Um, yeah, uh, Navas is, is great in the sticks. I don't know when last he conceded in the Champions League. Um, for me, I'm gonna, I'll be uh, backing Real Madrid to win that. It, it's not going to be a walkover by any stretch. It's going to probably be one goal. Could be extra time again. But yeah, I don't know. I, I see Real Madrid uh, lifting, I think it was the 11th um, Champions League trophy. Well, yeah, so we played in the San Siro, so it's, that's not going to make a feature whatsoever. I reckon the difference, though, is that Torres is finally scoring again, and Torres is finally a world-class striker again. If he can just not get sent off, I reckon that'll be the difference. Atletico are going <laughs> to bitch and brawl their way through that one, and then suddenly Torres will have a moment of brilliance. 
that we didn't see at Chelsea, obviously. Just saw, you know, maybe glimpses of Liverpool. But the guy's good. You, you, know, you can knock him where you want. I, I think he's going to be the difference. So when, when the game plays out, what, 20th of May? 28th of May, yeah. Yeah, 28th of May. I reckon that's going to be a decider. Uh, just quickly before we get away, uh, Wade, you know, Euros obviously is coming up as is um, Ameri- the, uh, what's the American Cup America. One? Yeah, Cup, Cup, America. Cup America. So it's such an exciting year football-wise. Now, we just seen that Vincent Company will not uh, be playing because out for four months. I mean, that guy is like the new Darren Anderton. You know, he's he's just a walking wounded soldier the whole time. But my question to you would be, is Belgium actually going to kind of deliver on potential? Because the FIFA rankings have had Belgium as a superpower for quite some time now. And this is really their chance to show it, you know, being hosted in France. Do you reckon this is the time? Um, yeah, that's a good question. They they do have great players and they're, they're a great team on, on paper. But Lukaku's tailed off in form. Uh, he's, he'll be vital for goals for the end of the era. Um, I don't know. I, I think France, for me, on, on my favorite, at home, their squad is looking insane, the amount of talent they have. Um, even without Ben Zema, uh, Griezmann has is, is, is proven himself to be world-class, um, working his way into the mould uh, alongside um, Suarez and Neymar as, as really top, top quality players. Um, yeah, Belgium, they, they, might be, they might be like that Portugal generation of guys that have been so good and, and talented for so long and, and were young and had chance after chance, but um, you know, maybe semi-finals is is where they will fall out. I mean, Germany's still there. I mean, they're going to be really difficult to beat. They always are. And then who knows? Um, you know what Spain might might produce. Yeah, you kind of you don't get a lot of confidence though. So those are always going to be your tried and tested go-to guys. Uh, kind of outsiders. I mean, Wales, Iceland, any of those guys who made a lot of noise in the qualifiers. No chance there. No. Well, I mean, Wales have done. Well, to to qualify, but no, maybe an outsider is England. I mean, if if I was uh, if I was France or Germany, I wouldn't think that England would would ever get anywhere close to them. They don't have uh, quality around the whole park, but uh, who knows? Maybe this year they can surprise. They, they've got certainly got the passionate fans, and uh, and maybe they can go in as dark horses um, due to their their absolute failure at every other major tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Due to the fact that the expectations must well and truly be in check, and therefore they can only well, do good things. They basically should consider themselves as the Leicester of the international world. Well, maybe that's the year on the back of that. Yeah, right, exactly. well, um, you have to finish it off there because I need to talk a bit uh, about this. Really, I, I went down to Cape Town last week, and uh, I sacrificed a game of golf to meet the guys from the Connect Sport Academy. So interested I am about their story that I actually didn't even take the club. So I need to finish sure, off the show with that. Um, anything else we can... Where, where else can we find all your stuff? Obviously on Twitter, just your name, at Wade Pretorius. Yep. Um, SASoccerMag.co.za. Um, yeah, and that's basically the two places you'll, you'll find me, uh, talking about all things football. Very nice, Wade. Well, thanks for your insights. Always much appreciated. And uh, exciting cool. week two and then into the Euros. So Yeah, I can't wait. Bloody awesome year for football, huh? Thanks, Wade. Catch up with you soon. All right. Cheers. All right, that's pretty much going to wrap it up. I want to come back with that little feature. Just kind of pick up again on our story from Transformation. Last week, I had an entire hour chat around the whole thing about Transformation. It's a hot topic in SA Sport, and I want it to be a hot topic for all the right reasons. So we'll come back with that in a sec. It's back. Are you Jawsy Tough? Cycle through tunnels, over floating bridges, and into colossal stormwater drains. You're a machine, and nothing's going to stop you. 
with two separate routes, a 22K for beginners or a 54K for the tougher riders. Go where no mountain biker has gone before. On the 29th of May, ride the Hollard Juma. Brought to you by AdReach and Joburg City Parks and Zoo. Challenge accepted. Juma.co.za Yeah, so transformation. Now, if you didn't get last week's chat, uh, it was during the, the public holiday, so you might have been away from the computer or whatever it is. I do recommend that you listen to it, and I do so for certain reasons. Firstly, I think what Fakile Balula said needs to be heard throughout. It's not, you know, the, the problem with, with media and social media is that you never get the full story. You generally get sort of snippets here and that people want to touch on. You know, people sort of cherry pick parts of arguments to kind of suit their own agendas a lot of the time. So no matter what your your thoughts are on him, and I mean, I've made my thoughts about Fikir Mbalula very clear from the start, you must listen to the entire speech that he made around the decision of banning federations from hosting international events. Uh, what brought them to that decision the uh, reasons behind it and implementing it, and, of course, the next step on top of that. We need to get all these understandings on in, on the table. So last week's show was all about that, and I had Sumia Ref with me, uh, my good cricketing friend, who had some good insights too, and definitely a, a more impartial viewpoint than I, I sometimes am. But, I mean, this is the whole thing, that all of us have views, all of us have ideas, solutions, or just gripes, and transformation is not going to go away in this country, and I hope it doesn't. And I'm saying that because it's actually going to be the most positive thing. Now, it's a theory that I had, right? So I decided to go down to Cape Town last week, and I chatted with the guys from the Connect Sports Academy, right? Now, I got in touch with these guys. Well, they got in touch with me, I think, um, sure, last year sometime. Now, I get a lot of emails. Uh, a lot of times, just PR companies just spam the crap out of you. Like, you know, it's just one of those shotgun approaches and i find the stuff a lot very irritating it's like please write about this or please come watch this and i couldn't give a toss about a lot of it because like sports my life but at the same time i'm not going to go out of my way to watch something that no one really cares about but there's something about the story i found so cool is that here you've got guys who don't have a lot of money don't have a lot to gain you know there's not a lot of um, popularity or fame or fortune to be held in helping kids from disadvantaged areas but the Connect Sports, what they did was they just thought, okay, well, we want to do this because we want to make a difference trying this. Started off very, very humble beginnings. And um, before you ask, no, I'm not plugging them. I'm not working for them or anything like that. I just really like the fact that politicians claim stuff and they sprout off stuff, but there's no there's no substance to what they're saying. When you find people who are actually living transformation on a day-to-day basis, these are the guys I think that need to get the, the full spotlight, not the politicians. So I went and met the guys last week, and uh, what an amazing bunch of guys. So I just met, um, like, there's many, there's many hands involved. Let's just, let's just say that. I won't get into right now, but meeting the guys who are behind it, it was just so refreshing to think that no matter what question I had for them, no matter what topic we spoke about, there was nothing but excitement and enthusiasm. And I just thought that if everything like this, if everything involved in sport could be like this and embody what these guys are living for each and every day. And the thing is, they, they weren't they weren't um, shielding hard truths from me. They were telling me everything as it is. They told me the good stuff. They told me the bad stuff. They told me the challenges. They told me the successes. And every single time, these guys, they were just so animated. I chatted to them for about, I don't know, two hours never met the guys before we just had a big chat over a coffee and then i actually went to a practice and like so basically what they do is that they get these kids from these areas where you don't get sports you don't get a lot of things there's not a lot of hope there's not a lot of anything good right but they come to these areas uh these, these clubs and schools where they get the opportunity to play sport and they get fed and they get 
they get coached. Everything is there for them, which is so cool to see because the enthusiasm with these kids, I mean, they rock up and they're singing on the bus, they're busting the tunes. They have been waiting all day to play. So whenever someone says to me like, oh, well, you know, it's not about the color. You just pick the best players. It's like, yeah, okay, that's cool. That's all good and well in theory, but are we really sourcing the best players? We're getting kids who go to these schools, they play, if they don't play rugby, you know what they can do, a thousand other things. Then you find guys who just want to play and they just want to give their heart and soul to it. Like the, the success stories of the guys who've already gone through this connect sport and how I know Murray, the coach was saying in sevens rugby right now, I back my guys to beat absolutely anyone. And they really have in their age group of 12, 13 around there. They've beaten the guys from Paul. They've beaten the big Southern suburb schools. They've just got so much pace, flair and raw talent. And, um, you know, there was various articles that have been floating around saying, you know, it's not just about the fact that transformation is wrong on a principle, like white people are sometimes better than black people at rugby. That's all horseshit. It really is. Like you just see, you know, I've met these guys, these young props, these guys who play in the, in the tight five and every position you could think of. There was a success story how these kids have just come from nothing and they've been taught and they've just found their way. Another thing is these kids then bring their friends to the system as well. So it's like, well, you know, try it out. Then suddenly they've got this new flank who's just amazing. The talent is there. It's everywhere. It's bleeding out of every single place. And this Connect Sport guys, they tap a tiny area of the townships of Cape Town. I mean, tiny. They literally, it's probably a few streets in the grand scheme of things. And the talent they're already uncovering is amazing. So I will get into it and I will interview more people around them and I will catch up more with the guys from Connect Sport. But in all of three hours, like I felt like my brain was going to explode. I had these guys had so much to share with me and I was overwhelmed with their enthusiasm. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big camera crew. I'm not a big sporting personality or media person. They could have easily just sent um, a PR person to have a one hour chat with me. They took me into the afternoon and um, with nothing material to gain. It was so cool. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And in that respect, when people say transformation is wrong, I just say you've got to understand what's out there. You've got to understand that so much of the talent is not being brought through and we have so much of it. So there's no perfect solution. There's no outcome that's going to happen overnight. We need to just back the process and we need to get more and more people coming through these systems like the Connect Sport Academy. And, um, you know, I know it sounds difficult. There's red tape in every single um, facet of, of, of the path here. But the more we talk about it and the more we find uh, opportunities like this, the better it's going to be for South Africa and South African sport. So I will leave you at that because next week we've got another full show. We're going to get the Conquer Sport guys coming back and I'm going to get a few more interviews going because the transformation topic is not going away. But we've got to turn it around. We've got to transform how we look at it. And it's going to be the most positive thing for SA Sport and it's going to be the best thing because all of us deep down, the whole thing about caring who plays for the team, you know what? It's not about that. We all just want our team to win and win and win and win. And we don't get a lot of that in this country right now. And we need it. So we need to tap in transformation, make it what it can be. And we're going to all be winners, bloody winners. That's it for today. That's it for this week. I'm going to go back to bed now and I'll be hopefully much better health next week. Uh, thanks for joining me. If you do listen to you on podcast, click on through to all the other episodes on clipcentral.com or on thebounce.co.za. You can find other articles that I've written as well as a few other things I haven't mentioned in the show. I've just run out of time. So get it all there and then follow me on Twitter at follow the bounce for more. Catch you next week here on Clip Central or just keep it on thebounce.co.za. Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com.